The music is kind of assaulting my nervous system right now. You can't talk during the music. If you sing, you know, fuck that bird, can she just need some encouragement? I just feel like it's I just feel like it's like grating against my nerves. I can't chew this. Let me turn it off. Yeah. Okay, it's off. <clears throat> Go ahead. Well, you guys are the ones that brought. Do we want to finish the conversation? Like, do you really think it's dead? The podcast. Yeah. Oh, hold on. First of all, we have to introduce the podcast. We haven't been doing that. It's Dick Cafe. Hey guys, welcome to it's Dick, Dick Cafe. Cafe. And if you don't get that, then you don't belong here. So right. just fuck off now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wait, I'm pulled. Very abrasive. I'm pulled. Right off the bat. This is Sam City Hands. No, no, John. And, uh, in- introduce yourself, Brady Matthew. You know what's funny? Um, I was thinking about this. Um, like no one, <laughs> we just call this guy pulled. But no one knows, you know, because the origin story like, of pulled is not that great. Because it's too literal, it's too on the no, nose. No, no, it's so on the nose that it's funny. I think it's the best nickname I've ever heard. Pulled. Yeah, pulled. I love. I love saying it. And then it's rolling on me. You guys remember? Name. I used to hate it. Oh yeah, no, oh, man. but it's no, funny that serious. that your full name is pulled P. Right, but like it's his last name. <laughs> yeah, like P. Yeah. Like like it's always great P. when you I shall my, not be named. It's always great when I would introduce yeah. myself to newcomers. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Be like hey, I'm pulled P. Dude, <laughs> no I, smile, no yeah. laugh. I remember one time you pulled us aside and you were like, "Listen, dude, like when it's just the boys and they already know me, it's okay. You can call me pulled P. But like when there are girls there, and yeah, dude, like in front of." Colette, dude, that fucking me. crushed me. Why? You man. think you're gonna fuck her? She's the, like, oh wait, the porn star. You know, star? I, you know, I was totally, I was, I was admiring his, his, I was admiring his pudgy body and thinking about sucking that little brown dick until I learned that his name was Pulled P. Dude, first Total of all, turn off. I'm a fucking hard seven, right? Out of ten, yeah. Hard seven. In the face. Body yeah, yeah. is like... Dude, I can work on the body. I'm working on that now. No, I think you could okay. be a model. Okay, but when you yeah. really. when you give yourself a number, you're not talking about what you could be. Yes, I am. <laughs> no, it's No, it, literally, it's right that now. is what I'm talking about. That's what you could be? Right. A potential You could be. Nine. No, I think I'm a hard... Did I... Dude, all right. Potential Look. nine? With, with, <laughs> with like, a chiseled out of abdomen? 20. If I lived in L.A., all right, where what the weather don't? is like all like long coats, yeah, and pants <laughs> to and cover that body to cover. So like, yeah, I'm I'm a fucking I'm a nine, right? Like I went on a Tinder you just boosted date. yourself two points. I went on a Tinder date once with this beautiful girl. All right, she was twenty. Oh, this was a whole weird thing. But what was her ethnicity? So she was twenty one on on the ethnicity. Uh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> She was, she was. We're past that. Don't even say it because it doesn't matter. She was of the darker variety. Right. Middle Eastern? She was khaki. She was black. And she was gorgeous. Whoa. Stop. Stop, dude. You're like a woke pussy. And it's fucking dude. 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 I'm just (laughs) saying the the whole time. Brady's just been like, dude, we can't talk like that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm the one. Um, So anyway, I I matched with this girl on Tinder. And her age on Tinder was 21. And and we're flirting. And we we get together. We go to her neighborhood to, to chill in the jacuzzi. Uh oh. You, you mean the <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, bleep that out. <laughs> it, it was it was one of those like kiddie pools. Mm-hmm. Hot water. Above ground. Yeah, yeah. So 
We get in the jacuzzi. Grandma's boiling the water. Go she ahead. legit makes a face mm-hmm. oh. of disgust. <laughs> and she was like, I just didn't think you were going to look like that. Mm. And I said, what do you mean? And she's like, it just looks like you have a better body. Like E.T. or on something. On Tinder. With <laughs> like a really tan E.T. He does look and, like E.T. <laughs> and she felt deceived, which then she followed it up with, like, I got to tell you something. I'm like, what? What do you got to tell me? And she's like, I'm not really 21. She's like, I she's just 16. realized I'm lesbian. And then I'm like, how old are you? She's like, I'm 20. Seven, I'm like, yeah. that's a weird age to lie. Why would you lie about that? What do you mean you're 20? Why would you, what's, what's the difference? And she's like, and I kept pushing her and she's like, I'm not, I'm not 20. <laughs> and after a lot of back and forth, she's like, I swear I'm 18. But she didn't have her ID on her, and I started freaking out. And I'm like, I need to see her ID now, dude. You know, that's <laughs> why. The question is, what everyone wants to know right now: Did I hook up with her? We'll bleep that out. We'll bleep the truth out, yes. dude. And here's the, no, no. You know, I, this is why I didn't. I, I did. Wow. <laughs> okay. See, this yeah. is a, no, a great example of no, how I, God I works in I mysterious ways. We'll bleep out the part where you said I did. <laughs> This is see, <laughs> this is because God works in mysterious ways. Because, quite ironically, it was your freakish body that saved yeah. you from being a, a pedophile. Right, right. And I mean, so dude, you have all looked, this shame. She looked, she looked eighteen, and she was eighteen. She actually was. We did. That'll hold up in court. That'll hold yeah. up. She in court. did send me a picture of her ID after we hooked up, and uh, she was eighteen. Hmm. So she waited until her birthday to send you that. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. She sent it a couple months later, but were you the type of person that like wore a shirt when you went swimming? No, totally. no, I was. Totally. Dude, all was I do, fat. you guys know my move. If you catch me without my shirt on, rarely are you gonna get me face forward. I always approach situations from the side, <laughs> and from the side, I look amazing. Mm. But Wait, let's front? test that theory out. Pop that shirt yeah, off. Hold on. All right, oh, it's, back, guys. it's getting. We're hot gonna here. okay. We're it's gonna perform a little analysis of his side profile. Uh, right? It's actually not too bad. Are you sucking in? No. Let it go. Come on. Uh. This looks fairly normal. That does look normal. Now let's so see a front when view. I, when, wait, I, wait, wait. when I approach people, it's like from the side. Yeah. Know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now let's see a front view. See, the, well, actually, it doesn't look that bad today. That's but I, I haven't been eating. But it's just the thing yeah, is that, like, your stomach, it has such a looseness about it. Like, it's almost like it's skin and not fat. Like, you, you, it look, you look it's like you American lost, diet. like, 100 pounds. And what's left on your abdomen is like the flab of skin because it's so bouncy. Like when you take a step, it kind of jiggles. Are you trying to be mean? Or is this what you genuinely it's think? It's just being honest. If what's, you're what's being mean genuine about this? and authentic, it's okay. But I feel like you're trying to just break me down. And the problem is you <laughs> hey, never, the, the you never hurts, build man. me back up. Both of you just continue to break me down because you never what really you need, no, no. can up. i give no i want to give you a criticism because this is i think something that you do okay. that pulled p we're, does we're doing it this is what pulled p does is he uses compliments and and he like will compliment you and he tries to like boost your ego and make you feel good about yourself 
so that he can later come back around when he's feeling like a little snaky. You do this. You're like, oh my, you're so smart. You're, you know, and you really do have a, a talent. And then when you're feeling like you're in your sarcastic, <laughs> your sarcastic mood and you're, and, and I'm over here feeling, I'm like, you know, I am smart. You know, that's really good. And then you come in with the, with the daggers. You like build us up to break us down. That is not and true. And that's what it is not that calculated. Psychological and I'm actually game. concerned that that's a projection of yourself. You know what? The fact that, that you, you don't even know that you do it. That's what it is. I genuinely, first of all, I feel like I'm a moderator in a marriage counseling first session. First of right all, now. I do think you're smart, and it's intimidating sometimes. He loves you. I think you're a good friend. <laughs> there He's are some. Literally traits. doing it right now. There are some. Traits. He's about to fucking jab you with a fucking sword. No, I'm not. There are some things I don't like that much. But there it, the is. Most, there there it is. Wait, wait, what are those? <laughs> but I don't want to do that today. No, no, because this is a you new already poll. you already started no, the this the is engine. A new poll. New pulled. I See, love you both. New pulled. He, you know how many times we've had a new pulled? Yeah, every fucking day. New pulled. He's like, you know what? New pulled, new me. And then we sit, and then you That's... do what exactly what you did the last podcast is we sit down. You literally, you say new pulled. <laughs> so we have this expectation. Okay, he's going to behave this way. And then, and then he comes in when we're expecting the new pulled. And then he's, and then he's, he's like, you know, Whoa. and he pulls the rug out from Whoa, under dude. you, and it's all part of his strategy yeah. of building you up, There's setting an no, expectation, and then anymore. pulling. The, and that's how you—that's how you maintain control. That's how you maintain control. Nope. But yes, I'm telling you, yes. you just—you got me pegged all. You on. try to keep your He's... friends guessing, and that's how you keep yourself safe from being hurt. Because if you Damn, you pull dude. one, you say, okay, I'm you know gonna meet them at this level, and then I'm gonna sneak attack come from another level. Then you are playing chess and that keeps you safe i don't think this is a, a purposeful really thing true. i think it's a subconscious thing that that you do he first of all it is one thousand percent i'm completely aware of what i do so you admit <laughs> <laughs> i mean like no like i'm aware of like the good parts and yeah i do have some bad parts but we all do but like i genuinely when i say nice things i mean it and in the moment. Look, yeah. right, say, thing, say some I nice things. Then. I don't let's think do, that you don't it. mean it. No, but it's not as calculated as you think. It's really not. Give me I, I know you can't help what but do I it. What I do, what I do, I use my sarcasm. Most of the time, it's self-deprecating, right? It's because that's how I learn to deal with my insecurities. So I would make fun of myself. I don't think it's most of the time self-deprecating. It is. I mean, where do you, dude, who talks about the weird body most? Me. And then you guys started kind of taking it and run with it i make fun of my i make fun of all the things about myself. you do you do but at an equal ratio of sarcasm with everything right but else. i have set the tone i have let you guys know that this is okay because this is actually helpful this is making me a better person so what's off limits then like nothing at all really because i know you guys love me i know we're good friends but we kind of talked about that the last podcast yeah, yeah it really doesn't bother me i know i have good qualities i know i have uh, eh, so-so qualities yeah i know i'm you know, weirdly shaped, but I know that can change. Can we see your dick? Do you really want to see it? <laughs> Wait, so, you know, I'm actually trying I to think. It's not, dude, we've talked about it. Out. it. It's, it's, it's a nice penis. I think it's nice. Yeah? I think you have a huge penis. I don't. We saw the shape of his <laughs> penis when he was wearing basketball shorts. Yeah. He wore basketball no. shorts this one time. And, uh, wow. It definitely nice. looks good soft. Yeah. Thank you. Does it grow? I mean, Are you a yeah. shower or a grower? I mean, you got uh, it's a it's a grower. If you're sure. a grower, then you're a freak. All right, moment of honesty. <laughs> Tell us how big it is. I, I don't have a, 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 a. When you measured it last, 
Dude, this was I haven't measured it in did you months. Use, did you months. use the metric system? <laughs> did you use the metric system? No, I, I well, no. I used like a um imperial. just a ruler. Inch inch wise. Hmm? It's imperial. I don't know. I think so. I think it's metric. What? No, metric, metric is European. Imperial. Imperial. Well, we, oh, right, right. Yeah, right, we right, use right, imperial. Right, right. right? right yeah. Inches. Because we're the empire. Right. They use centimeters. All right. Have you ever been at six or above? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like a full six. Yeah. I I'm think like so. Just, well, the, the question is there. where like, do you measure there. You know, from? like when you're, in a, <laughs> when you're in a pool and you're wrestling and you're, you're being held under and you're just that close to the surface to get, like, that's how you close I am to breathe. six. I'm just right there. Almost breathe. I'm almost at a six. I have a lot of memories of being held underwater mm-hmm. as a child. And mm-hmm. that literally, I just saw the yeah. top of the water yeah. when you said that. Yeah. Mm. That's where Holy my penis fuck. is. Let's that's get where your into dick that. is. Let's wow. get into that. Jesus, your trauma. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, we've never really gotten into that. Like, why you are the way you are. How am I? You know. No, I don't. Listen, let's just assume you do know. What? And, uh, <laughs> Speak. <laughs> Tell me what you're thinking. Stop. It's fine. I don't know what you mean. I don't want to do this. It's a triggering thing for you. Just I'm going to flip the fucking it's table. It's in the fucking right? pass! <laughs> <laughs> no, let's, you can, not, let's not do this. You, you want to hit my vape? Hit that, that vape. New no. pull. No. no Come it's on, a, dude. Yeah. I quit. New pull. Take it's as nice. many hits as you want. You know what? I'm taking my shirt off. This is fucking bullshit. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet, dude. I'm actually fatter now than I was the last time we met. I feel like you lost ten pounds. No, no, gained weight, but I, I feel, I've been, I feel really strong right now. I've been eating properly and feeling really good in the gym. But I'm fatter, yeah, dude. I'm pushing one ninety. I'm not there yet. You weigh one ninety. That's what he just said. Yeah. No, I said I'm pushing it. I'm not there yet. So like one eighty nine. Um. We probably weighed when we met last. I, I, I was one thirty-three. Whoa! <laughs> you serious, dude? You have one hundred and thirty-three pounds of skin on your belly. Whoa! <laughs> Damn, dude, that's too. You went. No, I, yeah, weigh, I weigh one sixty-seven. Wait, that's, that's just like, crossing that's the line. That's hurtful as fuck. That was like. Wait, me, I only <laughs> give me give me my vape back. Oh, <laughs> uh, get as much as you can. Suck it in. So. <laughs> Do we know what today is? It's a big day. Your birthday. Saturday. No, even you, bigger. It's your sobriety day. No. No, I'm not sober. This is <laughs> the this is a big, it's the fifth podcast. The fifth. Yeah. No, I don't think so. It is 100% the fifth podcast. <clears throat> One, two. The other ones weren't. Uh, three, four. It's the fifth that we've recorded. It is the fifth podcast, and I think we should do a greatest hits. Of the, of the, the last four, <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be uh, be like ten seconds of a couple f words. We don't even agree what the greatest hits are. I think I when think we the say first one was one of my favorites. Racial shit. Um, I there were a lot of great moments in that. I thought the second one, Brady doesn't love it, but I thought there were a lot of great moments the in the second one. Yeah, yeah. The whole size, why do girls lie to us about size? I mean, all that. There was a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, I tried to listen to it. It's pretty boring, I think. That's not true. The best part was the the video with the with the worms. Worms going into the guy's dick. It's biblical, yeah, yeah. Biblical. See, I told great. You, we're not even in agreement Great on content. what's the yeah. best hit. Yeah, that wasn't the best part, but it was good. And you know, I, you know what I did? I re-listened to my hospital story yesterday, so and good. I really like that. It's one. so good, like yeah. One. But Brady doesn't like a lot of those, and I don't understand. Why. You didn't like my dead woman story. I think it's because I it you weren't you weren't bringing a lot to those. 
No. And I think for you, it's like, and I get it because I have that too, where it's like, if I'm the center of attention, I have some good, mo- that'll be my favorite. And I think that's why those, because mm. you were very quiet. You were playing videos. You were the video guy. Wait, but yeah. I, I just want to say this from an alternative, alternate perspective, because I do that too. Yeah. The ones where I'm doing the best, I think I'm the best. But that's I because I'm referring to, you know, I'm not talking about, like, the podcast as a whole. It's like, oh, I'm pr- proud and happy with my performance on this one, and I don't like how I did on this one. So I like this one, and I don't, I don't like that one. Mm. Yeah. Like, so this one I'm going to hate. Yeah, I hate it already. I hate it already. I fucking hate this. Let's start over. And this is why, <laughs> this is why we need a little bit of structure. Okay, so you said you brought some shit. All right, let's see these notes you got. Let's see your notes. Well, the notes are just like stories I wanted to tell. I'll talk about my um, notes, too. I thought it would be great to talk about implicit bias. What, what <laughs> the fuck is that? I was thinking we'd do a lecture on microaggressions. Yeah. Um, Brady's song choices at Bonfire. <laughs> yeah, that was a good moment. Uh, too much TV. Things you can buy for ten dollars. I wanted to do a list of fifty. <laughs> my grandmother's what like, "What the fuck are you trying to <laughs> do to this podcast for ten This podcast used to be the Bad Boys podcast. <laughs> yeah. News, news you're, updates. You're trying to neuter us. News updates. Coupons. Flower bed. This was a really funny story where I was rolling around in a flower bed when my my ex drove off in the car with an Armenian person after we had just broken up and I was crying and rolling around in a flower bed in front of a bunch of people at a party. You just chose a flower bed and you're Super like, that's where I'm laying. Yeah. Um, Bury me now. P-Res weed braces. That was when my buddy, um, when we were 18, got arrested. He was trying to eat the weed and, and he swallowed it all, but there was weed stuck in his braces and he got arrested for possession because of the weed stuck in his braces. Did he really? Yep. Oh my God. Um, my aid story. And then... Uh, yeah, and then the podcast. I mean, there's a lot of stories I want to talk about. So the point is, I think I would like to hear yeah, some stories. Is the point? I think some stories are good. I think we should all tell stories. I want to hear... I think uh, that's the podcast. I want to tell hear, stories, then we have banter in between. Um, I right. want to hear Alex um, call in. Yeah, t- I, I think that would be great. Should I, I, want to, I want to see if it'll come through the Bluetooth. It does. It does? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to put them on. But that would be my favorite part of this. Like, every week. Can he hear the microphones? No. Don't tell him he's on the podcast. Your call has been forwarded oh, to right. a, he's at work. I'll, I'll call him. Is it work? So look, Sam. I want to hear. You've had. You have two stories that I've wanted the podcast, our audience, to hear. One is when you were convinced you were gay. Yeah. That's a good one. Yes, and then you also wanted to tell us the uh, the jail story, which you, you said was a good one. So tell us the story. Come on, Papa. Um, You're an amazing storyteller. That's one of your best qualities. But I have to... Thanks. And then when I tell it, you're going to say, that one wasn't that good. No. <laughs> yeah. Building it up and I don't, breaking I don't it down. think there's ever been a story <laughs> you haven't to- you've told that I did not like. Okay. Um, this feels forced. yeah i don't i do i do have a story but it's not it's not funny but it's stuck with me let's do it okay so this is an this is an emergency department story and what i do is when i work 
I always assumed it was called the emergency room. Well, it it's like I did too, and I think it's like people just call it the emergency department because ER. it's more encompassing. There's a, a whole TV show called ER. I know. Did they get it wrong? No. And it's not that one is wrong and one is right. That emergency department is more encompassing. Got it. So the ER is in the ED. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, no. Got it's it. a, They're synonymous. It's the same thing. Okay. Um, but I've just heard most people just call it the ED, so I guess I just kind of picked that up. Most people call it the ER. Anyway, go ahead. I mean, you're right. No, but in the, um, you know, people that are work there that actually, right. you know, right. they, like they, doctors. they were in the ED. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Whatever. I just picked it up. But, um, so this actually piggybacks off of my floppy tits story. So I've kind of already established that that was my first death, right? And since I've told that story, since that happened to me, it's been like a month. But working there, um, it's already become this kind of like business as usual thing. Like maybe I've picked up a little bit of like callousness or adopted some of the culture of the work so that when they call in and they're like, okay, we got a cardiac arrest. Um, it's not this shocking thing. It's like, okay, well, so we got another, you know, Hold on. another so set task. it up. So what, what's happening? So you, how do you get there? How does your day start? How do you end up in the ED? What are the expectations when you get a call that there's a cardiac arrest? Like set it up. Tell me about how you're there. I am setting it up. <clears throat> well, okay. <laughs> See, you're not though, because I don't know how you end up at the breaking ED. you I down. Don't know how See, you want to know how I get to work? Just like, what is the expectation when you? You're get not there? telling the what story correctly. Job? What is your job? Right? Like, you get tell us what your job is. I'm a scribe, so my job is to take notes. So I roll up and I follow a doctor around for that day, and whatever they and and you never know what you're going to get because it's the emergency department. So it's unpredictable. You just show up. I show up. I know just as much as the doctor does. You show up for that day and you say, okay, who's here today? And then they take patients out of the waiting room. But then, so there's like an order to that. But then if someone comes in, that's like a super actual emergency, mm -hmm. then they get pushed to the you know front. So if someone comes in, like the lady who died, you know, um, then everyone drops what they're doing and they go tend to that person because shockingly like 99% of the people in the emergency department like probably don't need to even be there Yeah, and like are not emergencies. People will go, you know, we'll have people that are like, my vagina itches. That's is there, an emergency. Is there a lot of shit talking like after the fact, like when v vagina itch lady comes in and she's like, my vagina itches, I need Percocet. <laughs> Do you and the other doctors talk shit me after. and the other doctor yeah. <laughs> do you guys like talk shit um a lot of shit talking yeah i mean it's you know it's not super bad it's not super bad um like is there do you guys like hate the patients no 80 like percent of the patients are you just like i fucking hate them no no but we have a lot of these like neurotic Retirees, in Boca Raton, so they have Jews. money and they're Jewish, <laughs> yeah. which is like the. I'm, they're just so you know, old, audience, I'm half Jewish. I'm half okay. Jewish too, so it's okay. But he's ashamed of his Jewish heritage. Um, so. I'm proud of it. This is self-hating too. No, I'm proud of it. Yeah, yeah, Mr. <laughs> continue. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, bleep that out. Now See? I can get doxxed. Now I can get doxxed. <laughs> Everything you're saying right now is not going to be used because it has something to do with your. 
why you don't. No, I can tell the story. I can tell the story. I can tell the story. I haven't even told the story. I pulled it asking me how I get to work every day. Yeah. And like, I think those details, like people, I I don't know. How do you you take the bus? Listen, I personally think that it's like, I, my job is to take notes for the doctors. So I follow them around. Thank you. Okay, which has been established. I've said that like 600 times. Right, on the podcast that we're never posting. So thank you for establishing <laughs> Okay. All right. So, but so anyway, we had another one of these people come in that it was like a cardiac arrest, um, you know, haven't, hasn't been conscious for like 10 minutes, 65-year-old, or this guy was a, a 91-year-old male come in, um, cardiac arrest, which means his heart stopped, and... The EMS carted him in on the stretcher, their little wheeled thing, and it was like I've seen this like a million times the before. Little wheeled thing, thank you. <laughs> yeah, the little wheel. Well, they don't like drag him like these, like the, taking him off the field. You right, know? right. He has a little <laughs> wheelchair or whatever, and and I'm like, I wasn't in charge of this case. Like it wasn't my doctor's case. So I was just sitting in the rest of the emergency department and kind of just like watching this go down. And I and so they they pull him into this dedicated. So what's room. your hold on? What is your thought process when you, when you see this? Do you have do you start asking questions like what happened? How did this happen in your head? Or you do you kind of look at this as like business as usual? Another fucking body with another issue. It's my job. Like, is there any? connection is there any empathy or is it literally just well so i think like in the moment the focus is like completing the tasks so in that way it is like a game of operation it's just like you know we can't sit there and think about oh my god this is somebody's father you know um so you just come in and you're and and this is the same guy or same type of vibe as the last person. They had the Lucas machine, methodically doing chest compressions with the boom, 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 you know. And he had he was intubated, so he had the tube shoved down his throat. So hold on, on TV when they do when they have the doctor doing chest compressions, is that not true? Because usually in the day they're like, All right, and they're they're trying right. to revive this human, right? So it's actually a machine. Well, no, no. So people do that, but they use the machine so that it can free up a pair of hands. And, and the machine is just as effective, if not more effective. Right, but it breaks way more ribs <laughs> because it's more aggressive, <laughs> and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel. So like, it's more appropriate for a ninety-one-year-old male having cardiac arrest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take the most brittle bones and then, sh- you know, sh- so. But so, but just anyway, like my, my point is that it's like, I've seen this scene before, you know, a guy is coming in is dying or whatever, but I'm not working this case and I'm just sitting there kind of like doing my job and they bring him into the dedicated, um, cardiac room. Mm-hmm. And I, th- that's like the part that I like to watch because it's like, in, it's like intense, you know, it's the most like, this is like could be a dead person there you know this is like life and death are right you here. rooting for life or <laughs> I'm Listen, just, like, I'm, do you have I, a moment where I, you're like i i am just like this guy's lived i'm in life. it for the He's excitement 91. i'm in it for the excitement what's more exciting i'm actually if he lives or dies it 
it's like any gambling. It's the thrill of the risk. That's what's exciting. So I don't really care. You don't really care about if you win or lose the spin. It's that you've put your money down. Right, right. And right, when right. The, when that ball is spinning on the roulette wheel, that feeling you feel in your stomach that mm, you're like, what's gonna happen? Yeah. That's what I like to watch. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like to watch, baby. But what gets Cheers. your rocks Cheers. off? Cheers. What gets your rocks off? It's, come on, is it the dude, death or the dude, life? Dude, come on. I'm not a freak. It's not sexual. <laughs> you know what I mean. The life or the death. Actually, well, you know, I have yet to see someone survive this. So it's kind of like so you have yet to see someone survive. But that would be cool. the robot that is yeah, supposed because it's just literally <laughs> smashing ribs of seventy-year-old yeah. floppy Plus, tits ladies it's and ninety-one-year-old men. People, right? Yeah, rib cage smash. I have I, yet it's to probably see it the work. young people where they use their hands. Right, it's only the younger, more vibrant, healthy people. They only use their hands. The fragile people get the robot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, younger people don't have cardiac arrest as much. What hospital do you work at? That's funny. That's a funny question. (laughs) That's a funny question. I I picture with this robot with like a Hitler mustache, and he's just right. Yeah, and I didn't ask the question. I didn't ask the question to blow up your spot. I simply asked the question because now I have health insurance and I do not want to go to that hospital. Yeah, when you see that if robot, I have cardiac it's arrest because I have a weak ticker. Wait, I no, do. no, no, no. So, uh, okay, I, you know, I didn't really plan on defending the Lucas machine, but I just well, like when someone their heart stops, the EMS has to pick up their person, strap them into the chair, put them into the car, drive them to the ED, put them in a fucking thing. And it's like that whole time, it, it you can't just be like giving manual chest compression. Like a human cannot be beating over them. So the machine is that you don't have to worry about a person tiring. You don't have to switch people. You can move them places and the machine is that still doing the That would think the, the more appropriate place to use it, right? So what are they doing on the way? So they're not getting – are they getting the machine on the way? So then why – The first thing they do is strap the machine to them. When they're on the way on the, the – and the ambulance. Yeah. Right. Right. So they strap the – so what's the question? So wouldn't it make more sense to use the hands in the ED? You got more sets of hands. It makes sense to use a Lucas machine on the ambulance, but when you get to the hospital, because people keep dying, Sam. This is the point, right? Like all these stories consist of the Lucas death machine robot <laughs> killing senior <laughs> citizens. Like there's a theme and a pattern here. Am yeah. I the only one no, that it. are asking the right it's, questions? You're very clear. You're these are the, the right questions. You're blaming the, the Lucas machine, and I'm saying these people are DOA. They're, they're, this is like protocol. They bring them to the hospital so they don't get like sued. But but no one has this glimmer of hope that they're like maybe we can save this guy. Seriously. No, dude, they're like strap the fucking death robot on, bring his stupid ass in here, and let's call the time of death because like I have lunch break to get to. The Lucas machine is like o for a hundred right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad. Well, first of all, I want to tell you that like under ten percent of people that you have to do like chest compressions on, it actually like works. Where are they at? They're dead. Go- <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the perfect crime. I tried to help. <laughs> uh, yeah, we did everything we could. Dude. We strapped the robot onto him. We shoved the tube down his throat. You and know then- what? I want to know. I want to know Mr. Lucas's backstory. Did George? Like, it's George Lucas. His, it's what is his uh, What's the robot? Three <laughs> CPO or something? Yeah, C three PO. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Star Wars. What is? What's the Lucas machine do when he's not? Um, 
Executing people. Great you question. Push ups. Great question. <laughs> yeah, in the parking lot. Right? Yeah, he's like, yeah. all right, baby. Cracks his <laughs> yeah. knuckles. It's like, I'm getting ready to kill some old people. Yo, just, give me a brittle rib cage. Of an actual fucking robot <laughs> yeah. just coming in. He want, he's like, yeah, I yeah. want the most brittle rib cage. Yeah. Gonna, oh, yeah. you, got a, you got an old bitch with glass bones. Yeah. Strap yeah. me to a titties. And, and now we're not posting this one. Okay. Well, I know. That's okay. Is that's a joke. Is that's it, possible. Um, is it runoff electricity? or No, it's steam powered. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's coal. They have to put, they have to shovel coal into the Lucas machine. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, um, <laughs> like, do you plug him in, or is he like a wireless? No, he, kind of he thing? runs on battery, baby. Oh yeah, like <laughs> a car run, battery. Dude, he he runs on sheer hate. <laughs> He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's get it. <laughs> um. I like this thing. We have totally, totally derailed this story. Oh, oh, so this good. Is the, <laughs> and this is why I asked the questions. This is my yeah, yeah. Continue. Okay, so, right. so, so, the the whole point of everything that I've said so far is that I've seen this before. I've seen this picture Murder. before. An old person, tube down the throat. Brittle bones. The dead, yeah, mm. brittle bones. Yeah. You Get know, the death robot. Shirt open. Right. The EMS carting him in. The doctor, cavalier, you know, and so I'm, but so when they go into that dedicated room, they have a curtain that they close for like when it gets ugly. Right. <laughs> close the curtain. Grab the robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody can see what's really happening. <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so see his, his eyes so, are just bright red beams. <laughs> he's got a smile, permanent smile. Um, um, Do they have black and blue ribs after he goes, the Lucas oh, machine yeah. is applied? Dude, probably. Oh, because God. it breaks ribs at a higher rate than than humans break ribs, but that dude, that's just the nature of the game. Maybe. I kind of want to carry like a card, like a don't like a, Lucas a card. me, do not Lucas me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do not fucking so, Lucas. It's basically me. a DNR. So right, the Lucas machine DLR. Do not DNLR. Yeah, yeah. Do not so, Lucas resuscitate. Does somebody operate the machine, or is it like automatically doing its thing? Oh, it has. Yeah. It listen. It does one thing. It has people. it has it has an on off switch. Okay, yeah. there are no settings. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the setting is off or pummel. Okay, and okay. and so and you know what's so great about this machine now that we're on it yeah. is the only way to hook someone up is to like barbarically strap their arms around it so they're they're like hugging it. They because when they try it. to grab they at the Lucas it. machine to, rip to it remove it because they're dying, <laughs> <laughs> nope. Because this is the thing. The hospitals really only get funding Dude. when people die. Well, that's not true. It is. They get it. No, no. They get it when they <clears> treatment, <throat> treat them. Ask you. Treatment Continue. is for money. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Um, no, but it is actually kind of this this one this image. They, they didn't dude. die from the Lucas machine. That, it was COVID. No, but it is this Continue. great. This is they have this image that they're like forced to hug <laughs> this robot, like that is, but they can't. But they don't hug it with their hands. So it's like yeah. they're being forced. They're to hugging hug. it with their last 
breath They're of life. They're zip tied. It's called <laughs> a death zip grip. tied to hug this machine that is Wait, just like zip tied. <laughs> yeah, it's like they zip tied you know, oh like kidnap situation. But their hands, you know, uh, splayed out like this, and the machine doing his fucking job. It's so dude. interesting. Do you think the reason? Back to my point earlier, the reason they don't show this in authentic ER and hospital shows is because of how barbaric it is. Has anyone ever seen a Lucas machine murder on TV? Have no. you? We could I have a whole it. sitcom about the Lucas the machine. Lucas. Yeah. It's just called Lucas. Yeah. It's just this about is, our boy Lucas. He's got a wife and dog. kids at home yeah. and like He's all like, types all right, of shit. Right, you're baby, going to school going for to work this, today. Dude. You're fucking going to school for this, dude. Yeah. Um. So. So anyway, it's like I've seen this before. The Lucas, the tube, right? They bring him into the dedicated room. They and they always close the curtain because like someone's about to die, and they try to you know give him the respect or whatever. Mm. And but this time the doctor only closes the curtain like ninety percent of the way. And I'm sitting in my little office area, and I can just kind of like peer through the curtain, and I'm like watching this drama go down, but. You know the doctor. They they all they're all like this. They kind of like skip into the room and they're cracking jokes and talking to nurses and they're like, okay, you know, blah 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 blah. Hey, yo, what's up, man? Going in here, you know, and the and they follow the protocol and the treatment like doesn't work. You know, they give him the epinephrine and this man dies. Literally, nothing works. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like you're using all of the things you should not use on a 91 year old man. Let's fucking jab him with epinephrine. Like let's run adrenaline through his heart and then let's strap on the Lucas death robot well, you know, to break his ribs. No, this is something that I've learned is that those TV shows like house and ER and all this, they, they're just like CSI and that they, they give the population this illusion that there is that this degree we're saving of grace, lives. grace <laughs> this illusion of grace and control in the medical industry. Right. We're like, Doctor House is going to be your doctor. There's nothing that can't be solved. Oh, you're, you know, we bring people back from the, you know, gracefully. But it's not like that, dude. Like, death is ugly, and you have to do all of these terrible things in order to help people cling so desperately onto this life that's just this disgusting life by the nature of the treatment itself. You know, it's like, it, you know, you have to get beaten by a robot and drool from your fucking mouth and mm. vomit all over the place just to, like, hang on, you know, to your last couple of years. So after after they die, what what so, usually happens? Okay, so, like so th we'll, I'll get to that point in the story. Um they they give him the, the treatment doesn't work the guy dies so they call the time of death and as soon as they call the time of death it's like everyone just like automatically like they stand up straight they do a 180 and they just walk out of the room and go back to whatever it is they were doing you know and <clears throat> so for about 30 minutes this like body was just like laying in that room and you know it was weird to watch because it was like inside that room, it was like so still, like there's nothing happening. It's supposed to be hermetically sealed, mm -hmm. but I could just see through that little tiny, you know, 10% in the curtain. Like I could just peer into that room. Let me stop you for one second. I put, I Googled the Lucas device. 
the first thing that came up, when to not use the Lucas device. One, patients suffering traumatic cardiac arrest <laughs> or patients with obvious signs of traumatic injury. Okay. Continue. No, no, wait, wait, no, no, but trauma, no, traumatic injury means like if you were in a car crash. Yeah, I also said the first part. Cardiac arrest. Traumatic cardiac arrest, which right. means from trauma, not if like, Snorting perks in your heart giving out or you being old in your heart giving out is not traumatic cardiac arrest. Traumatic would be you are in a car crash and that makes your heart stop. Mm. The trauma of the okay. blunt, you know, whatever. So, so yes, yeah, so it was this weird thing where I'm peering in through this 10% of the curtain in this like really still room and everything around me, the ED is like bustling. You know, everyone's going about their business. It's as if this like body is not just laying in this room. And it's like that for like 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and he has a blanket over him. And like 30 minutes later, I see this like family of six, like anxiously scurrying about the emergency department, like kind of like looking like they look lost, but they have this look of like apprehension on their face. And they have a room in the back with, like, a lock on it, which is, like, they send the people in there, and the doctor goes in there, and it's, like, this sacred room where they break the news, and they say, okay, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so this family of six, it looks like parents, you know, one older guy, and then, like, some like a couple teenage girls. You know, and they're, like, looking anxious. They're walking around. They go into the room. I guess the doctor breaks the news. And then I see the family coming back around the corner, they're being led in, and I can just, like, see the, like, tension on their faces. Like, you know, the daughter has this, like, apprehensive look, and and everyone's just kind of, like, ner agitated, nervous, and, the, and they go into this room, and I can, from this little sliver in the curtain, I can see, like, this the youngest teenage daughter like oh, her eyes. looking looking down on this blanketed figure covered completely she yeah he has the blanket on him so it's right. just a blanket right and i can just see and she's facing me and and she doesn't know that i'm watching she thinks that this is like a private moment but i can just see through the crack in the curtain i'm like just watching it, and she's looking down at it, like, you know, with the anticipation. And they peel back the blanket and unveil the face, and it's like immediately her face just, like, cracks. And it, like, I could just see it, like, all, like, hit her, and she just starts bawling. And she's just, like, bright red face, just, like, bawling tears and, and it was so weird because everyone around me was like doing hustling bustling going doing their tasks and and it was like i was like having this moment with this girl that didn't even know that i was watching just through this accidental little cut in the curtain i'm just like watching her and i just was like imagining you know it's like her grandfather she it she just it just hit her that her grandfather was like no longer there, mm. you know? Mm. Um, and I imagined like, you know, like she's like excited all the, in the past. She's so, she's so excited to like go to his house for holidays and for the weekends. And he's going to pick her up from school and they have this like relationship. And it was like, you could see all of that just like 
hitting her um, in this like one decisive moment, like boom. Is that why they like show you the body? Because it'll kind of to induce, yeah. That, no, because I mean, that if you didn't, reel. if you didn't see it, like, what's the point of like showing somebody your dead relative? Because someone you know wants I mean? to, to say goodbye. You want well, to say goodbye. So I think it is like so you can say right. maybe so you can yeah. say, but, but I think, so, but you know, in CSI and stuff, it's like someone has to identify it and say, okay, yeah, that right, is right, right, right. you know Bob Smith or whatever. But clearly, this is an opportunity to say goodbye. The co-founder of AA. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so that was just like a like a really surreal and powerful you, moment for me. Did you want to like and, console her or and so check this, in on her? This goes back to the question that you asked of like, is it automation or is it? Are you thinking about them as a person? And it was like, and and so I guess that's what happened inside of me is those two things clashed wow. because I'm like, okay, this is procedure, this is blah blah blah, and then. You see it from the other side, the apprehension of the family, the, just the look of the girl, and then it all hits, and you're like, this specimen, this fucking medical object, you know, this task to complete is like, there's real somebody's grandfather, this is, yeah, yeah, and and this they're like dead, this. and this is, you know, this, this is like the humanity of it, and so that is like it all kind of like clicked for me together there too. Do you feel like that is helpful? as a doctor to have those strong feelings or do you feel like it's more important to, to just well, do that's, your job and, and not really have that emotional attachment to the outcome? That's like one of the big questions. Right. And, and one of the big problems is like, you Brady's become callous. this right now. He's <laughs> just like, it's fucking gay. <laughs> no, but dude, and I've run into that too. I've run into that too. And I, but I, you know, I have more experiences with that, but I won't, I won't keep you hostage with, with my ED stories the whole time. But, but I've wrestled with I that love too. This, by the way. I do. Ready? It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It has some parts that are very interesting. Like the death, um, I'm still kind of hung up on like, like the moment that the the girl saw the relative. Like, wouldn't you want to avoid that type of like trauma for the the chick? You know what I mean? Like, can't you just well, say, "Hey, he passed away," well, and then it's like, not have like a a a moment in time where she's like, "Oh my god!" No, I think she had the option. Right? Yeah. What would you want to do in that moment? I would want to see it. Right. Right. Because I want to. I want to feel it. Right. I want to have that life you moment. I mean, dude, dude, way too <laughs> no, way I, too no, but soon. I, so, so that's why I think she did it. Mm-hmm. Like they took her in the room and they said, "Okay, so you guys, you do you want to come and say goodbye? Do you want to see like, it for the last time?" Get the time? fucking Lucas machine off him. <laughs> yeah. Granddaughters, oh, they removed in. the. Ro- no, no, actually, the robot was still going. Could you imagine if you saw that <laughs> under the blanket? <laughs> under the blanket, it's just hog like, tied. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, is is Poppy alive? Like, that's just the that's just Lucas. He yeah. was alive. That's just his new friend Lucas, who's working it with a K. It is with a K. L U K A S S. Lucas. No, it's L U C A S. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. So that so that's just an interesting ED story. Yeah, I definitely want to see. I definitely want to say goodbye. Honestly, I feel like it's more traumatic. Everything leading up to the death. Absolutely. The death yeah. is well, the easy anxiety, part. The tension. That's the yeah. easiest part. I, I think once you see the actual body, it makes it real. Yeah. So to me, it, it makes sense. Like that moment is like full closure. Like, okay, 
now I know for right. sure. Like, yeah, the it's a closure. Yeah. Dude, and let me tell you, like, because the people that we see, they're all from nursing homes, they're 90, they have dementia. Like, once you're like that, and it, it will stretch on for 10 years plus. People in and out of hospitals being artificially kept alive with catheters in their genitals, with diapers on their fucking asses right. and ele- electrodes and constant, like, just discomfort and pain and in foreign alien sterile places where you don't know anybody and it's this big system and it's like makes me like god like yeah we've extended our lives so much but at what cost yeah like i don't want to i don't want to live to that point where i'm i'm struggling to have a, a good moment so, like, the places yeah. where assisted suicide is, like, an option, yeah. Canada, it makes sense. I would do it. I would Canada blow my fucking brains up, out. by the way, because I don't think could. shotgun is an option. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they give you, like, weapons to choose from. <laughs> Crossbow. Crossbow. Do you know in Canada, you could be 18 years old, and you could get assisted suicide if you're actually suicidal. Did you know that? No. True story. Yeah. It's fucked up. So you could yeah, that is said, pretty yeah, fucked it's, up. It's, I was listening to a podcast about it. This one kid and the mom was able to intervene, but the kid was I feel literally. Like I've heard this, about that. It too. was what's that guy? Uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. I can't remember his name. Dustin Hoffman, the Jewish guy that's like Ben <laughs> Ben Shapiro. Yeah, he did a whole thing on it. Have you seen The Bridge? It's on Bridgerton on Netflix. No, no, The Bridge. It's, you do want, you like it's a documentary about suicide on the Golden Gate Bridge. And basically, I've heard about the suicide on the Golden yeah. Bridge, but not that. So this film crew basically sits there for like a whole year and just documents people walking across the bridge. Some people just walk across it, and then some people jump. And all they do is observe, yeah. like Sam watching the Lucas exactly. machine. They exactly. do not try to like, get no. that machine off of him. They distinctly they just... say they don't want to intervene in... What? Yeah. And then they interview the pe- the survivors of the, the ones that suicide. jump yeah. and they don't die. Yeah. Like so, so how do you yeah. feel? Is it a game <laughs> show? Yeah, yeah. They they do you pop down now? with a microphone. Like, how did you feel? Why well, you got kicked off the island? Yeah. How are you doing right now? Do you want to try this again? Yeah, it's like a game show. <laughs> you should go ahead first. It's like Survivor, dude. You know, it's I, literal Survivor. That is fucked up. I know. How'd that but make it's a, you it's feel? It's a super interesting what would you documentary. Do? What would you do? In because what case? Clear, because, like, think about it. Like, their motives for letting that person jump are clearly for, like, dramatic effect. Well, I mean, like, it's a documentary. Right That's like... To try to stop and intervene because maybe therapy, the right amount of support, could potentially change that outcome. But they're doing this for the purpose well, of shock value. Well, I think they just know that the Golden Gate Bridge is a destination that for suicides. I so yet more to, to the point. Like Well, I mean, I don't think there's they're they're like a hundred yards away. And like what are you gonna do? Like yell? Yeah, like don't like, do it. They're like, no, the one guy's like, should we set up right here? It's like, no no no. We need to be far yeah, enough yeah, away yeah. so we can't intervene. Yeah. Um That's fucked up. What would you do in this situation? What would you do? I I, I don't know. I mean I probably wouldn't be filming the Golden Gate Bridge. But if you were. No, but that's a thing in nature documentaries, too, yeah, where it's like the one penguin is going to die, and out of, like, journalistic integrity, they're like, we're not right. going to interfere. Right. We're just going to right. capture yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. what is happening. Yeah, but that's dude, this what is, I mean. you know, like, penguins and humans, right? Like, what are you I, saying? I don't know if I would compare the one penguin that's going to die to, like, a human being. Yeah, yeah but a documentary, is, a documentary is not supposed to intervene. It's just... 
it's supposed to just document what happens. And okay, talk great about idea. It, if know. I were to shoot a documentary on murder or rape, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, and I'm in an area where people tend to get raped because they're high and there's you know whatever. Am I supposed to just document said rape? To like show how brutal rape is, or do I intervene? I would, I, I would jump in. You like, chose the document. <laughs> you got room for another? <laughs> Only if she's like twenty, though. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Brady, no Brady doesn't like older women over the age of twenty-six. No, twenty Ugh, one. Yeah, too old. Twenty-one plus is like yeah, yeah. downhill from here, baby. <laughs> Depreciating asset. Yeah. <clears throat> no, but I, you raise an interesting point. Right. I would stop them. I would try to, or at least talk to them, see if there can be any intervention. Because we've all had those really low moments in life where we think that's where you're completely hopeless, and then we've come out the other end like, holy shit, I had no idea I could have this life. Okay, well, so so basically what you're asking in, in to extrapolate is like, is there any scenario where someone wants to kill themselves and you are absolved of responsibility to intervene. Like, is there one? So you're saying if you're filming a documentary, it is not enough. Like, you sh you're, you still have a responsibility to, to try to do something about it. I feel like the only scenario where we are absolved is in the event where someone is going to die. They are in so much pain and, and they need assisted suicide to relieve that pain and suffering because there is no potential positive outcome here in that scenario you always have a responsibility to try to talk correct. to them first if there is if there is the possibility of of a better outcome right they can work through whatever they're going through maybe it's a medication thing whatever it is okay so scenario i have a shotgun under my chin right now i'm stopping you brady how I'm going to hit the shotgun with my hand. <laughs> Holy shit. Only if you were there. It's going to blow half on, my and face And by off. the way, oh. you know doing it that way is not the most effective way. What's the most effective way? Straight through the temple. Really? If only you I were can, there. I don't on, think I can hold a shotgun like that. If though. only Pulled P was there on Bud Dwyer's fateful day, you would have <laughs> slapped the pistol out of yeah. his hand and say, Bud, you have so much to live for. That's yeah. different. No. That's different. How is that different? Because it's Let's watch funny. the footage and see where you would have jumped in. dude. No, yeah. that is yeah. different. Pull people fucking dolphin dives we in, could, grabs the pistol. There's we no can CGI outcome. you in there. <laughs> I'm telling you, Rewrite that's history. That's different. Oh. Like, I don't know if I'd like, ah, uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe. That's different. I feel like that's so you, quick. You're you, not expecting that. He's you would pick and choose. pulling out a mineral envelope. I wonder what files he has in there. Gun. Oh, no. But no, there someone was a solid, literally, like, we're couple. talking like a mile walk where this film crew is like, we well, got another no, no, one. <laughs> well, some people, some people just walk across the bridge and they film them walk the entire bridge. Right. Like they're not suicidal. They're like and excited. Then, and like, then there's somebody who kind of walks and they're looking down and they're like, you know, they, they focus on each person and just document what they do. And some people just fucking get up on the ledge and, and just... And they show this on the documentary, yeah. like someone getting up on the ledge yeah. and jumping. Yeah. And, I mean, there's people, there's police that show up. Um, like, when somebody's, like, suicidal and they're, they're standing on the ledge for a long time, somebody will call the yeah. cops, and then the police will show up, and they'll try to get them down. But yeah. most people... Well, those ones are just, frauds. Those ones aren't really. It's just for it's attention. It's just for attention, yeah. 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 They're like, oh, the documentary. 
Like, would they have <laughs> they won if the film crew they wasn't know they're there? Being filmed. Right, right, right. Well, it's almost like as their if, boyfriend's leaving them. You know, and, yeah. It's yeah, almost yeah. as if we, as a society, should hire a dedicated social worker to stand at that at the bridge Golden Gate Bridge, yes, and wait for people. Yes, with, with, <laughs> with like a table that says, "Thinking about killing yourself." <laughs> I guarantee you, somebody's on that. Well, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense. Maybe there's a live cam of. The Golden Cape Bridge right cam. now. Dude. Yeah, man. Should we pull that up? <laughs> yeah, so, up, again, dude. you didn't really answer the question. What's your question? You, you, you asked 75 you, questions. If you were in that, great questions. But <laughs> if you were in, when part of that film crew, you're the sound guy, mm-hmm. right? Would you, <laughs> Just to make it a little more real. Yeah. Right. If you were the roadie of the documentary crew. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Go on. If you were on tour with like a B-list band for six months, okay, right. and you guys made a stop at the Golden Gate, yeah, yeah. your job was to pick up the speaker and put it right. down, yeah, and maybe plug the wire in or hold the boomstick. Okay, the boom. Yeah. Would you put the boomstick down and go approach this individual and try to give them some hope? Would you let them know I've been there before, brother? I know what it's like, but there's light at the other end of this tunnel bridge i mean i'm getting paid to do a certain job so you, that's you, what the nazis said. <laughs> yeah yeah you went straight to monetary dude it's my job um i'm just following orders man i think in certain certain cases it would be appropriate to do that but when you're not getting paid <laughs> no no like if he's if, making that 13 an hour if i felt like this is a moment that i could save somebody i would mm-hmm. but i think with these people they knew they were going to see some some people kill themselves, and um, I don't know. Well, okay, I, no, no, okay. So it's let a me, hard thing to answer. So, so, so it's like because in my yeah, I'm what I'm kind of on the fence with is like let's just say they said okay, we're just gonna post here and film the bridge for a week, right? Is that that? There's nothing wrong with that, and I'm also thinking about like like war journalists. Right, like their job is to document the war. Yeah. So, like, do they have a responsibility to? Because they these could are, be doing more. These are terrible comparisons. <laughs> why? Why? Because no, they're I, not I trained. They most of them have probably not shot a gun. What are they supposed to do? Drop the camera, pull out an AK, and just start lighting people up? Well, well how do you know that these set, documentarians okay, at the bridge are okay. social workers trained Maybe to help they people? Do, with but there are people fighting. This is a war, right? They are documenting the war. Are they supposed to call Putin and be like, I, "Hey, man, I so, think you're being a little impulsive. This is a personal thing. Let's have an open dialogue." What well, are that's they what supposed you're, to do? That's what, a suicide is different. Someone is walking. They have at least. Three to four thousand steps where you have an opportunity to intervene and just have a conversation. Let's talk. And maybe at that point they're like, listen, I lost everything. There is no hope. I have cancer, whatever it is. I'm doing this. Okay, but at least try. I think you would try. And I honestly, Brady, I think uh, you would no, try. No, I would. Too. I think you would. I would. I would. <laughs> Actually, I don't think you would. <laughs> I don't. Listen, you would film I don't it think, on your camera. I don't think that it's send it to us. I don't think that it's morally wrong to say we're just going to film this bridge for a week and document what happens at the bridge. 
Right, that's like saying like we're gonna do a documentary on Skid Row. Well, yeah, you could yeah. you could go give each one of them ten thousand dollars, put them in a hotel. You could do that, but your job, but you're not there to fix. You're there to document. Right, what's that's, happening? That's actually a more appropriate comparison, I guess. Yeah, I just think it's easier to stop someone from jumping off a bridge than it is to stop like years of trauma and severe addiction. What you think people are just happy and normal and then they're like wake up one morning and they're like, I'm going to kill myself. They have the exact same problems. Years of trauma, years of addiction, possibly years of depression and mental illness. It's the same thing on the bridge as it is in the skid row. But like there are moments like my flower bed story where I literally wanted to kill myself. I would have let you. I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> it was the end of the world. This was kind of rooted you on. at its finest. I wanted to die. Yeah. And uh, and what stopped you? Did somebody stop you? A nice you? man with a video camera it, stopped see, recording. See, it wasn't a documentary guy. It was a heroin, fucking heroin stopped me. It was something heroin. else. Heroin saved my life. Seriously, multiple How? times. Dude, I, was I agree a with that statement. Person, I was super depressed. Mm, I do think drugs and alcohol helped me cope yeah, with a lot. Sure, of totally, life. dude. I, dude, if fucking school shootings were, like, popular when I was a kid and I had access to guns, I would have killed someone. Yeah. I used to have fantasies about killing my bullies. I just Damn, had man. no access to guns. I was a weak child. Do I you, had, you have access to guns I, now? Look at my wrist now. So the hair, weak man. the hair on my arms was still the same, but I was, like, eight, right? So I had Matted and black. Talk about first world wrist. problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is trauma. Guys, I had hairy arms when I was eight. I did, and I had small. Yeah, but you know how tough kids were with a hairy arm. No, I know. I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not trying to make life with of, of brittle wrists. I was very sensitive, and they were like fucking faggot pussy. It was bad. I, listen, I'm not making light of suicide and, and bullying. I mean, I feel but like depression it. and suicide is a privilege. Whoa, what? Jesus. What do you mean? It's a privilege. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. No, it is objectively like a first world privilege. Like people in the third world yeah, they that don't are have struggling to survive don't have, they don't have suicide. They don't commit suicide nearly at the same yeah. rate. It's developed first world countries like Sweden where everything is perfect. Yeah. That's where they commit suicide. In the United States, that's where people commit suicide. That's a good point. No, so I so when I, just when I say it's a privilege, I just mean that I, it's exclusive think, to rich countries. So my thought on this is exactly like first world society. Like we have developed a society where depression is almost like the natural byproduct of trying to live in this world. You know what I mean? Like if if you don't if you aren't doing as well as you think you're doing, um, it it puts like weights on your shoulder and you feel like. Should I just fucking end it? You know what I mean? Like, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. third world, they don't have a society of, like, concrete and fucking things being built all over the place and an expectation to perform and and live a certain way. So this is yeah. why I think it's, like, unfair to compare and say, well, your first world, first world problems, therefore invalid. I think that's, like, the, the wrong thing to say. But, you know, the um, Unabomber basically made the same point. He His manifesto was industrial society and its consequences. And he's like, in industrial society, we become divorced from, like, the primary means of survival. Like, you don't hunt. You just pick up the bacon. Mm. You don't, you know, make stuff. You, like, work for some other guy or there's, like, a robot that does it. And Lucas. That, <laughs> right. Exactly, dude. It's Lucas's. Mm -hmm. and, 
Dude, I'm Lucas. connecting dots right here. Wow, we're connecting dots today. Yeah, dude. man. Um, so yeah, I think so you should bring the so Lucas machine in here for the next podcast. He's like, all of the illness, everything that's wrong Write is that due to industrial society and how it divorces us from these like primary, you know, modes of survival. Yeah. And he was a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he has some he some valid yeah, He killed more there. than three people with time in between, so he fits the definition of a serial killer. I don't killer. know if I consider a bomber a serial killer. Yeah, I mean, I get it. cowardly way to do it, I think. Are. I feel like a serial killer in my head <laughs> is someone who who really does damage right there with the person yeah. they murder. A bomber, you're kind he's, of a pussy. He's passive-aggressively killing a, people. You're kind of a pussy. I'll send them a letter. Maybe right. they'll get it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, well, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, he's a pussy. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I, totally. I don't even think the Unabomber should be like, like as I famous could, as he was. I could blow you know? up a building. Cool. I could not, I could blow up a building with people in it. If I had to choose between that and like murdering someone with my hands, ten times. Well, this is the trolley problem. Easier. Yeah, right, right. What, Would what? you save one you or mean? seven? No. So it's like okay. So, so say there's a trolley coming and there are people that are in front of the. They're strapped to the the chains, right? And in order to save them, you. You there's one scenario where in order to save them you just pull a lever and it diverts the train. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you divert it, there's one there's person. There's one on the person on the other track, so you divert it. And so versus these, wait wait, but versus this is the, the key of what we're saying. There's a guy on top of a railing over the trolley. And in order to save the three, you have to physically push the man in front of the train and that stops the train. So you Whoa. kill one and you save Damn. three. And, and it's like, there's a difference in our heads. So these three people, what are their, what are they doing in life? Great fucking question. Contribution to I this love world? that. Most people don't ask that question. I ask the same question. Yeah. I want to know their backstory. I want to know what they've done in this world. Are they, are they of any real value to our society? Right. Right. Can you tell us who they are? Are they serial killers? These are important questions. Mm. <laughs> mm, well, I would <laughs> I would respond by saying in the real world we lack that perfect information. So we in you know, the world is all about so making if they decisions. Were all equal, making decisions if they were all and equal, taking you action. Fucking kill the one to save the three, for sure. Alright, I got no. three I got three people people in mind. Um the guy who works at the gas station, Nick B. John, um, Al. John, why are you putting Al and, on the tracks? Well, he's just one of the three people because he's suicidal. Yeah, yeah, he totally. Yeah, so, so we're kind of doing him a favor. <laughs> he want, yeah, he yeah. would want to be on the track. No, he should be the guy at he the top be, that you push. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you you whisper "I love you" before you push him. How long? How long? You're welcome. I love you. So, how much time after his passing would it be okay to like hit up Kelly? Um, I, mean, I think at a, the funeral, I'd try to console her a little bit. Yeah. She's great tits. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I got a thing for Kelly. Yeah? You do. I do. Yo, you do. You think ch- Kelly is hot. There was a chick on Tinder who looked exactly like Kelly, and she was holding a small dog right. She's also like on Alex. OnlyFans, and Al loves her. <laughs> Wait, what? She's on OnlyFans? So the only, Kelly is? The OnlyFans girl. <laughs> Kelly is an OnlyFans. Oh, God. We got to bleep out this whole story, but yeah. the OnlyFans girl... 
looks exactly like Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Which that is kind of cute and endearing. Yeah, that's that's kind of cute. Like, that yeah. would be his, baby, look. Right, yeah. <laughs> she looks I like did it you. because she looks just like you. <laughs> yeah. Just don't do the things I want you to do. Yeah. Your so. butthole doesn't stretch like hers. So, anyway. Um, so you would kill the one to save the three. Wait, no. No, no. It would, I would have to know exactly what the three people, um, who they are and what they're doing. But if you life. don't know. If well, I we're going to be know. like, guys, I need more information. I would just let it. No. If I didn't know, you I would like just. God you, decide. you would yeah, document. Yeah, sure. You would out your camera yeah. and you start documenting. I'd put it on TikTok. Like, oh, fuck. Dude, yeah. that would go viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. No, wait, wait. But, but, no, no, but the, the key of the, the trolley problem is a different thing, which is what we were talking about. In one case, you're doing the same thing. You're killing one to save three. But in one case, you're pulling a lever. And in the other case, you are physically pushing him yourself. And it's different because you're divorced from right. the actual right. act of violence. Whereas it, oh. which, is like, which is like, you know, Unabomber, you could send a bomb and kill people. And, and you're a pussy versus you stab them with a knife and you listen to their screams and their, you know, and their blood and there's something. So you have a choice yeah. between... You can either push the guy or pull a lever. That's yeah. the choice that you one, have. Yeah, you. Kill Why would one. you pull the lever? That's because stupid. To switch the track. Nah, fuck that, dude. What do you? If I'm gonna fucking kill, if I'm works, gonna kill baby? somebody, you're gonna push him. I'm gonna push him. Fuck, dude. I ain't no Unabomber dog. <laughs> yeah, you. You <laughs> ain't no puss. You will get your hands dirty. Oh fuck yeah. I mean, but I'm saving other people. I'm doing a service to these people by <laughs> taking out my aggression on this one. Piece of shit. It, like, let's not lie. It would be satisfying. Oh, oh yes. and the splatter. <laughs> yeah. What if the person was a friend of yours? Who? Wow. <laughs> Me? You? Okay, so you're the guy on the top. Look how of the trolley. excited he's getting! I wish we had video. <laughs> so you're the guy on the top. Yeah. And then who's the three people? Sam, Sam Al, and uh, Tim. I'm sorry, dude. I'd push really? you. Really? You yeah. would pick wait, wait. Is there any? Di- is oh, there yeah. any combination Sam's of those? Way things? more valuable than you. Thank, dude. <laughs> Thank you. I know you're I really being funny, that. but you mean that. I feel like this. And I know <laughs> you mean that. I literally I, am not trying to be funny. I know you mean that because I believe that too. It's nothing personal. Yeah, I think. But in the order, <laughs> it's actually, in the, it's it is so personal. Pecking, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it's the like the pecking, most personal thing in the pecking order of value to the podcast. I think it goes Sam, me, and you. Look, he's doing that fake ego thing. You See? know what? See? He's going to cut me down as yeah. soon as we're no, out of here. No, yeah. no, no, no. I I think I'm more valuable than you. You know, I don't really care. It doesn't matter. To Amen. Me. This Brady. is why you've been trying to get me off. Respect the podcast, yourself. You queen. feel you feel threatened by me. Well, I think um, I just think you just bring you're, more. You're control Bring freak. better videos. <laughs> this is a funny. The subject. actor who wants to run the whole show. Dude. We're we're about to get meta, <laughs> but this is funny because if you actually look at the events, Brady, it's you have been the controlling one. No, I don't think so. I think you're you see in me what you're doing, and you're like, I don't like that. I think the control has been coming from you, mostly. Sam a little bit. Me. This is so interesting oh, that he I doesn't think he's controlling at all. Can you can you back me up here, please? You want my, my analysis of the situation? I acknowledge I am somewhat controlling, but Brady. No, no. I will acknowledge Brady. I will acknowledge that all three of us are wanna be in control of everything at all times. Right. You're just a little bit more. <laughs> 
a little bit more maybe with some with some things. And yeah. that, Wait, that's my that? that's what I would say is I think you're controlling about different things than you're controlling about. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I want the podcast to be better, and you right. Want and immediately with the I want it with to the be reason funnier. for why your control is valid. Right. Right. Yours yeah. is more See? valid. It See? makes more <laughs> sense because I consider all of you when I make these decisions. You just want what you, Brady wants. You hear what you just said? Yeah. That's literally in the big book. If yeah. people would just do as I wish, everything would be great. <laughs> well, in this case, it makes sense. It makes sense. Well, I, think, I asked the right questions, no, but no, guys. You're, you're, no, 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 no. When you say you're considering, I'm a guy. you say, what are the fingers you for, say, Samuel? You say, Why are you, you doing say, the quotes? <laughs> no one can see you. You say, no, this is for me. This is okay. I'm a gesticulator. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You, Beep. when you say, <laughs> when you say, when you say you consider all of us and you want the podcast to succeed, you're just saying that you think that your vision for the prot podcast Control. is better than his vision no, for the no. podcast. No, I think I've been listening to you both, and I've realized the vision that you want, and I'm trying to help us get there together. This isn't my personal opinion. This is like I've watched, I've observed, I've paid attention, well, and the thing I've is, realized everyone's strengths. I don't. I want us to bring that together. I don't Brady. feel like I have a vision of what it needs to be. I think what it is right now is is pretty good. You know what I mean? And I don't, I, I like the raw, uncut kind of like Hell yeah. stuff. You know Hell what I mean? Yeah. So. Faggot. See? Yeah. It feels good. Beep. No. We're not beeping. I love that when that. he was beeping, yeah. he, he accidentally put the beep like after the word. So it's like faggot. <laughs> beep. And, which I think is fucking hilarious. Dude, I, I think it was, we should yeah. do that. I was about to leave it and then I was like, it's fuck, fucking amazing. Like yeah. the whole time. It's, it's like faggot. Funny. Beep. <laughs> like there's somebody who just can't get it. Like beep, beep, beep. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like you're in live. Yeah. yeah. Live production. Yeah. Do you imagine, dude? Like, but that going back to the, be, yeah. Go ahead. No, going go, go ahead. Control. The, going back to the beeps, I think everyone. It's still funny if we do beep it out, but it also like makes sure that there's nothing that's politically incorrect. Because um, we can have no filters. Can, do what we want. You beep it out. I'm okay with the bleeping. Can yeah. we get a piss jug in here? I like. I want to. I want to go to the bathroom, but I don't want to leave. So yeah. Can I just piss in the garbage can? I have to pee too. You want to? Pissing in the trash can. Well, you have a perfectly good mug right here. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brady, I'm drinking the coffee out of it. You're good at editing now, so we can just stop, come yeah, back, and you went to pay. school for it. Yeah. When I leave, Did you guys know? are gonna talk about me. So talk poop? No, no, no. You're not. No. no. Oh, he's probably gonna try to get deep or something. All right, I'm gonna go pee. Yep. And we're back. <laughs> we get to go. Pee Do you think we should have like an intro? Just to like, yeah. you know what? It's like we have to at least like this is Dick Cafe. This is a show about fucking racism and bullshit. And well, it would have to be a song, like a, a theme song kind of deal. Dude, can we do one where we like, like stu- right, where we sing all three, <laughs> like Just a quartet, Dick some Cafe, type of intro, and sometimes some type of extra What's outro, outro, yeah, <laughs> the intro and the extra, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm so stupid sometimes. Oh, man. We'll have to make something up. Yeah. Like a little bit of st- structure. Yeah. Structure. <laughs> Fucking structure. Um, but you know what? Now that we're... See, like, now that we're in, we've done five, the structure thing is more attractive to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like for this, of this one, for example, see? there was... 
Uh, I don't need to hear it, but. Like, <laughs> a no. lot of talking, all that talking in the beginning, you know, we may listen to it and think differently, but I feel like that we just cut that out. It got better, like, after. Uh, I thought the beginning was, there were some funny moments for sure, and then it kind of led to, like, a story. It did. <laughs> Was that real? <laughs> yeah, that's real. <laughs> oh my god, it started. I can smell that through my so microphone. God. I can smell it in my headphones. Dude, that was a high quality audio. That was take really of. good. <laughs> Ugh. All right, now we're going to talk about things you can buy for $10. Highbrow comedy. I don't know about that. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's like the best one on my list. Ugh. What you can buy for $10. So many things. Like a dime bag. What a fucking... $10 worth of weed. $10 worth of heroin. $10 worth of crack. Yeah. $10 worth of meth. Yeah. I could go on forever. Dude, name of the game. 10 bucks. Uh, do we want to talk about... I want to trip some news acid. headlines. Uh, you know, I've okay. never Ooh. tripped acid. Oh, I have to be honest about that. Dude, never the fair. I know. I, I know. So I tripped on acid, four hits of acid four. at the South Florida Fair. When? Yesterday? It sounds cool. No, this was like when I was... Two years sober? No. <laughs> Three years? I must have been like 17. Oh, I thought you were going to say like maybe, seven months. Maybe 16. <laughs> so I was 16 years old, four hits of acid, South Florida Fair. And was it cool, dude? It was like to this day one of the most incredible experiences that sounds of awesome. my life. That sounds awesome. So, yeah, and I've ahead. never done acid. You you went the other day, yeah? How, what'd you think? Well, I was thinking about how you were saying. I'm like, I've never even done acid, but I'm like, this seems like it would be so crazy and okay. kooky and cool. Mm -hmm. So, because it is cool, I like it. So I tried to go to the fair the other day, and we never made it in because the traffic was so bad. Oh, we didn't even go. We sat in the car for two fucking hours, and then she was she was like, "You know what? Let's just fucking let's go just eat. Go get a motel room and yeah, let's just go rail. Choke me, you know." <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was sixteen, and I go. We go to the fair, and it's like, dude, it was like a mob Who of, of children. It was good question. So it was, dude. It was just. How'd you get there? It, it was just. <laughs> Put us in your mind. No, it was just a. It was just a group of of teenagers. Yeah. And but like um, how many? Like and four, what, what, maybe what eight. What were you guys wearing? It was like two carloads of kids. And <laughs> was it, anyone wearing Fubu? What was your relationship oh, with yes. your mother? Yeah, dude, yeah. Fubu, Fubu yeah. was. Fucking what about Jenko? Who was janked up? I was probably janked up. Dude, corn shirt. Yeah. Dude, you know, chain around my neck. Yeah. You must have been. Drowned. Did you have a chain? Did you have a chain wallet? Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. dude. Love that for my you. parents wouldn't let me have Were one you for a while. Airwalks, <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. How dude. do you know all this? Because <laughs> he's also forty. Oh, I was cool. there. Yeah, yeah for mm -hmm. sure. Um, and so it was like two carloads of of teenagers, and then one of my friend's older brothers, who was like mm. in his maybe he was twenty, maybe yeah. twenty one. He had a bottle of alcohol. Yeah. And he's damaged. So we took the acid and started driving to the fair. And we're, we're smoking weed and shit the whole time. And we get there and we park in this, like, kind of, uh, I guess it was it was just a field. Like, they just kind of rode out parking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's how we parked. Right. Directed people in. Chaotic. And the, 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 floor, the, like the, the ground was covered with hay for some reason. And there was, like, people getting out of their cars and walking across this 
this busy road where the police were like ushering us across and I'm just starting to trip mm. and I'm like, Holy moment. fuck. Yeah. And the, there was a police car with its sirens on no, no sound, just the lights. So it's a bunch of people and we're in this crowd rushing to the gate of, <laughs> of the fair Hell. dude. And right then I looked to my left and there was a Mexican family and I literally go, oh, my God, this feels like we're, like, crossing the border. <laughs> and, dude, from that point on, it just got better and better and better. We we get inside, and there was, like, a a building that kind of, like, separated the, the outside fair from uh, the parking lot area. Like a wall. No, it was, it was an expo center. So South Florida Fairgrounds has an expo center mm-hmm. with – they have boat shows and shit sometimes mm-hmm. – so we, we have to go through this thing that has, like, boats in there. And they, for the fair, they had um, some, like, wildlife exhibit, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. on acid. Yeah. And they had a big fucking tank. Are you not going to tell us what wildlife? I'm, I'm getting to it. Thank God. Big tank. Yeah. Fucking sea lions. Hell yeah. Swimming. What? Gushing around in dude, this water. Just. Whoa, hold they on. don't have South Florida fair tanks? Swear to God. They didn't dude. have sea lions. Dude, you dude, they're probably extinct. Well, this was tripping. 20 fucking <laughs> years so ago. Real. It was like a fucking it was a dog. Mural. It was literally like a mural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have been, dude. But his experience. Dude, that was a human swimming pool. <laughs> dude, it, it could have been a mural. <laughs> <laughs> so I see this. Real life mermaids. <laughs> Dude, I see this this fish tank filled with sea lions, and they're just kind of like doing their thing, and we keep walking, and like, like seeing this shit just made everything so much more intense. Uh, and there was there was another like exhibit with like a trainer with mm-hmm. a fucking walrus, right? And the walrus, dude. Yeah, you got gypped, yeah, dude. It's gone downhill. Oh, for sure. They had like an alpaca. Yeah, they had a okay, budget. This cut. was literally a fat person. No, <laughs> it was not a walrus. Dude. Oh my god! So, you know, like being on being on on psychedelics, like you're you see things that aren't really there. No, no, right? dude, no, that's no. I've never seen something that wasn't there, but distorted reality. Yeah, like yeah, right. things, yeah, sizes of things get bigger or smaller. Right, right, Depth perception right. is really fucked. It was up. literally a fish tank. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, dude. So. There's a trainer with a walrus, and to me, the walrus looked like the size it of a was fucking her house. Spouse. <laughs> and it was a black family. Whoa, dude! <laughs> Beep. Uh, so walrus is a house. So the walrus was gigantic to me, and um, because they they are big. They had a, a photo opportunity that you could you could pay a certain amount of money and get a photo with the walrus. Dude, I'm not making any of this up. This is <laughs> pics or it didn't happen, bro. Dude, I wish I wish I had a proof. How, how much did you pay to get in the fair? I was to take like, the picture. Back then it was probably twenty five no, cents. No, I wouldn't. No, I'm not coming near that fucking gigantic fucking walrus. Right. Really? I was so afraid. But he was with a trainer. No, dude. I thought someone was was about to get their head like yeah, dude. Walry are unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah. Those tusks, yeah. fucking like yeah. three feet nine deep. Spears. I can yeah, never spears. understand the tusks, by the way. Like, how can they? Anyway, go ahead. Um, so they had a line of people who were taking pictures with this walrus, and the trainer would blow his little whistle, beep, and fucking the walrus would put his flipper up on your shoulder. No. And they would take pictures. And I'm I'm on acid, and I'm like, oh, God, dude, this is, like, way too much. It's and a like, person. Dude, it, 
it just kept getting like weirder and weirder as mm. the night progressed. And yes. that wasn't even we didn't even get into the fair at that point. Yeah, you know? because the fair has such like a wild intensity to yeah. it that there are kids in the sky that are like ah! yes, and big lights, dude, lights and carnies. Yeah, and there's oh, a savage yeah. intensity yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah, and that's what what I thought about it would be attractive about going on there like on acid. Dude, it was it was it's like fear and loathing in ex- Las Vegas. Yeah, exactly. So I I understood at that point like why Hunter S. Thompson did that whole fucking thing. Like he would go to yeah. Las Vegas on whatever yeah. psychedelics and yeah. shit. Yeah. Cuz like by itself sober, the fair is a intense experience. It is. You know? And like it it made an imprint on my mind as like one of the best times of my I agree. Life, dude. <laughs> I've tripped once. I've done mushrooms a bunch of times, but I've tripped. The first time I ever tripped was when I was in a halfway house, actually. <laughs> dude, terrifying, right? So no, no, no. Like bad so, vibes. Well, I did my research, and you can't you can't fail a drug test on acid unless they do like a spinal tap, which they didn't do at my halfway house. So <laughs> yours must be um, cash pay. My roommate, his his sister, I had a big crush on. She was kind of one of those hippie chicks, and we were chilling at her house. And she like pulls out acid, and she's like, "Do you guys want to do some acid?" She was a terrible influence, and I'm like, "Yeah." I want to do acid. Let's do it. So I do acid, and we're, we start driving. And I didn't have all the crazy visuals. Like, I didn't see walruses, but I do remember. No, I didn't we were... see fucking walruses. <laughs> right. It was right. <laughs> It but, was there. Totally. I didn't do as much <laughs> as you. So I did, like, one hit, and I remember, like, I was so scared. Like, I had these fears because I would hear stories about mm-hmm. people tripping, like, going crazy, yeah. ripping their clothes off. And, like, the whole time, as soon as I put it in my mouth, I was just waiting for the moment. I was going to have, like, a psychotic break. Yeah. And I remember we were driving on 95, and our plan was to go to Ramen Lab and then the Pinball Museum. And I'm driving. When was this? Like, a couple of years ago? This was, like, nine months ago. <laughs> no. What the fuck? No, this was, like, three years ago. This okay. was three years ago. Oh, okay. Um, when you met us. In your peacoat phase. It was when I lived at that yellow halfway house on Swinton and Second. Do you guys remember that? We weren't friends at that point, so I... It might have been when we house. took a break. So, anyway, so we're in the car on 95, and I remember, like, the windows were down, and I remember the moment it set in. I was, like, looking at the hairs going through the wind on my arm, and they were making these, like, waves, and it set in. And the other thing, I don't know if you had this, but, like, mushrooms, they didn't have, like, a body high acid huge fucking body you feel it like you actually feel high and you start seeing shit and trails and things get funnier so anyway we end up at ramen lab and i just couldn't stop laughing everything was hysterical and then we went to the pinball museum and i was stuck playing pinball in this one machine for like a full hour and it was (laughs) amazing the lights it was so beautiful and it's not like a crazy story but i will say this by the time it was done, I remember I went home, I jerked off. Jerking off on acid is incredible. Did you get to do that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Interesting. Loved of it. But what I will say for the people in recovery, it did not trigger the phen- phenomenon of craving. Wow. So I do think. We should do it. It is one of those things that we can do and really should do. Dude, and obviously, Bill, Bill W. did it. Advocated Bill for it. W. Yeah. If you're trying to advance your connection to God, right. you Right. Could take acid. That never happened. I didn't think about God once. I just thought this was fun, but I don't need to do it every day. Once a week. Yeah. yeah. So the Bill Wilson thing, mm-hmm. there's a documentary on about, Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes into like his LSD experience. Yeah. And like he took LSD before 
like way before the seventies where it was it became like a drug drug. Yeah, yeah. This was the thirties. <clears throat> yeah. Before like you know what I mean? Like yeah. he was trying to induce a spiritual awakening um in a clinical right. like way. Yeah. So I think that documentary is like interesting. Because yeah, it, like, but, clarifies, like, but he wasn't a hippie or anything, you know? Bill W., we all know, great founder of AA, he was kind of an egomaniac, and he wasn't, like, the best guy at all times. No. I guarantee you, he like went into you, it with those me. motives, but he had the same pinball, walrus experience we yeah, had. Dude, and he it. was like, yo, loophole, let's throw this shit in the book, co-sign dude. it. Now, this is my way to have that experience, to change yeah. my brain and and justify it so he he, that's the case i think that's what happened he suffered from like like clinical depression and he was trying to fix it with like with like supplements like niacin and stuff like that and the lsd was like suggested by a doctor right like you know before it was leery yeah 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 well i don't know if he's a doctor but just some he he was a phd he did have a doctor but he wasn't a physician right okay i think maybe yeah, he was a Harvard guy. Yeah. He was t- tight with Ram Dass, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, dude. So I, yeah, I'm like. You want to do dude, it. Dude, you know what's crazy? I was giving J- Jenna a massage. Which Jenna? <laughs> My Jenna. Yeah. We like her, by the way. I wish Brandy. I had never met her. It's why, yeah, I want why you, not? Which is never has. I happened. didn't have the ber- best first impression with her because she was super anxious. It felt like she shy. was like attached to you. Like she yeah, wouldn't let yeah. go of your arm. She was really anxious. But when she did have, first of all, it was an intimidating group. Like it was not a normal group. Like two truths and a lie. Go. Right, you right. know that's like that's tough. Yeah. And we're given these great stories. Very she, extroverted. But she did well on her two truths and a lie. She was a little psychotic. Right? Didn't she tell something about like murder or brother? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She like, stabbed her brothers. Right, right. And she didn't smile or laugh. <laughs> I liked her, I dude. Liked no, her I, no. Jenna's fucking awesome. I could tell. Like, she was anxious. I would have been anxious in that setting. Yeah, for sure. And you know, she gets social anxiety like, <clears throat> like, like I do. Right. You know, it's you know, um. But but when she's comfortable, she's awesome. Um. But anyway, I was giving her a massage, and when I do that, we have a. Like, the main light in the room, you can change to different colors. So I set it to this, like, nice lavender, like a deep mm. lavender. And then I play a little music on the TV, and I found this one. It was, like, you know, it was, like, nighttime mystery, you know, or fucking something. And it was this, like, psychedelic image with these big mushrooms yeah. and this kind of, like, you know, kind of sound. <laughs> and she fell asleep while I was, like, giving her this massage. And I was like staring into the TV, and I went really deep into the like. I want to take mushrooms yeah. right yeah. now. I wanted to take them so bad, Acid and it be scared me. Acid Fucking scared would be me. Acid would be better. Well, I've never taken it. First of all, let's sit there. I don't think it's a good idea to do in recovery. Yeah, I don't. I well, probably I was, not. I was trying to be funny, but it wasn't. It didn't funny. Land. It didn't work. Right. It was really cringe. And um, <laughs> yeah, do not do acid if you're in recovery, unless you're not working a program. Yeah, dude. If you're, you if you're, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, yeah. I don't think I could probably ever do it because I've abused psychedelics before, and I also don't like tripping. It's like too intense. You've never done acid, right? Right. But I've tripped a lot. You know, I've taken a lot of other psychedelics, and what, like what? Like I've robo tripped on DXM. I've taken. <laughs> uh that's definitely not. That's not anywhere ripping. near. No, that's wait. Pause. It's not. It's not anywhere near. I'm just telling you, 
You can trip sack on DXM. Right. I don't know why you... That's triple C's, dude. No, you don't. Yeah, okay. Don't I've tripped shit. mushrooms like a hundred times. Okay. I've um, done salvia. Oof. Um, that shit is disgusting, disgusting. Dude. Yeah, but every time I take psychedelics, I'm like, I come out of it with this sense of relief, like, okay, I passed, like, a test. But it's never, like, over. that was fun. <laughs> right. I'm never like, that was fun. And every time I would do it, or, or, like, I would do it, and there would be like, oh, I don't want to do that. And then some time would pass, and I'd be like, I think I could do it and have fun again. I'd look back with rose-colored glasses, and I would take it, and as soon as the tiniest hint of it came back, I'm like, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have fucking done this. Yeah. And so I don't like tripping. And despite not liking tripping, I've abused the fuck out of mushrooms. Yeah. And that's why I don't think I can take LSD. And my it is di- different. Mushrooms, I feel like you hit that point where like two or three hours in, you're like, where is this? When is this going to end? That moment's a little bit more intense with mushrooms, I think. Hmm. I had a bag of mushrooms that I bought from some guy for like $50 a literal trash bag full of yeah. mushrooms cow shit mushrooms yeah, yeah. and i tripped with uh peanut butter with my butter no we just ate them like it just tasted like Handfuls. like poop yeah because it was poop yeah. yeah it grows out of poop um but we tripped like every weekend for a solid three months on mushrooms on mushrooms yeah too. i've gone through phases <laughs> like that i mm. yeah at a certain point it it just started to turn bad for me, and then every time I tried to trip after that, it it I couldn't get a good trip. It was just terror and like anxiety, and the the visuals I was having were aggressive and not mm. not fun, you know. Aggressive, yeah. yeah. Like I remember um, one time I took mushrooms and started driving home, uh, and they kicked in ten minutes into the drive, and I'm in gridlock traffic. And I'm like 45 minutes, oh, an yeah. hour into driving, and I'm just getting more and more fucking scared that that I'm going to get caught or yeah. pulled over. Um, and at that point, like, the air vents started to, like, look mean to me. Yeah. And everyone driving yeah. past me, it seemed like they knew that I was oh. tripping. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. And I got home that day, and I walked into the house, and I, I saw my roommates in the living room, which is worst-case scenario. And I was like, I got. I can't talk to you. I gotta. I'm tripping. I gotta go in my room. Yeah. And then I just sat on my bed and looked at these like, like you know how there's like little lines in here. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see what it is, but like, yeah. I was focusing on that, and it looked like a a village of just like mean, yeah. angry things yeah. just dancing yeah. around. Yeah. It okay. was not fun. Okay, I have a mushroom story. I, one time, my ex-girlfriend, she was a, she described herself as a psychonaut. She had autism. And she was obsessed with, like, we found that out later. But she was obsessed with, like, taking psychedelics. And, you know, like, she was really into, like, the DMT and the acid and that robo-tripping and the mushrooms. And one time I took mushrooms with her. And we were going to go to this, like, kind of like, it's like a trippy art-type museum where you walk around. You know, it's like a thing that kids do. Like, we're going to take mushrooms. Miami and then we're going to go to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did that. We took the mushrooms, walked around this fucking thing for, like, an hour. And we're like, yeah, I don't know if I really feel it, you know, whatever. So we go home. Whenever I trip, the thing that bugs me is I become, it gnaws at me. I become really concerned with other people's health. And like afraid, like physical or mental or all the above. Both, okay. both physical, mental. Like I'm afraid that something's wrong. You know, I'm like, 
you know. Yeah. And so we, so then, as, of course, as soon as we left and started driving up the mountain, it starts like kicking in, and things are becoming golden and starting to melt. Mm. And when she would trip, she her breathing would go down to like I'm not even joking, like four breaths a minute. So she'd be like. You know, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, dude, you're not breathing. And she's like, no, no, she was okay. really breathing like that. Or it could have that... just been my perception, dude. It could have just been my perception, but I was getting fucking mad. She's breathing. And I'm like, breathe, bitch, <laughs> fucking breathe, dude. Like literally concerned that she's going to like, just like, die. like forget to breathe. Yeah. Like forget to breathe. And just like, she's going to be laying you're slowly like, counting oh. and it's now three breaths per minute. Yeah. Now two breaths like, per breathe minute. Breathe faster. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking breathe faster, dude. And oh, and that, oh my God, dude, that bothered me. It's, it's interesting. Like the fear part of the mushrooms is, is the, like when you get to that fear place, it's fucking downhill. The, actually both times. So I've only tripped three times total, two times. Mushrooms one time acid. The first time mushrooms was fun. I was in like ninth grade with my buddy. We laughed all night. I remember we were driving around and it was raining and the reflection of the lights was awesome. The second time I was sober. Did I tell you about this? I don't know. Oh, that's a good one. So I had this girl staying with me. She used to come visit from Sedona. She stayed with me for a couple of weeks. Super hippie chick. She wasn't sober. She went into Malibu one day to get rosemary chocolate, like legit chocolate. And she had brought me some, no mushrooms after she had left. Another girl stayed with me for a week. And when she left, I had the house to myself. I wake up in the middle of the night one night and you know, when you got like that sweet tooth in the middle of the night and you're like, I need yeah. something sweet. And time. I go to the fridge and I open it up and I see the rosemary chocolate. And I'm like, hell yeah. It's like four <laughs> in the morning and I fucking eat the whole thing. And I'm like, this doesn't taste like rosemary, but it's late, whatever. I fucking go back to sleep and I wake up at like 7 a.m. And I can see, I can visualize the sounds pouring in through the fucking window. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I had left my TV on and the TV and the visuals were super intense. But again, I have no idea why. So now I'm like freaking the fuck out. Yeah. And I, and I call the girl, I call the hippie chick and I'm like, did, did, were those, were those mushrooms in charge? She's like, no, I swear it was rosemary or sober. I would never do that. So now I'm like freaking out. I have no idea what's wrong with me. I also, I don't know if you've ever felt dehydrated on mushrooms. I was extra dehydrated because I fell asleep and was tripping in my sleep for like mm -hmm. two hours. <laughs> so I wake up sounds. I can see the sounds coming in. Everything is tripping me out. I remember running to the bathroom because I was so scared i was going to die of dehydration so i had these like five gallon water jugs and i remember grabbing the jugs oh, no. and i start pouring the water jugs in the bathtub <laughs> right and i'm like fucking because what i'm thinking is like <laughs> i'm going to die of dehydration there's not enough water in one cup so i rip off my clothes Absorb and i jump in the bathtub and i'm drinking the water in the bathtub naked just freaking out <laughs> through your skin <laughs> that i am going to die <laughs> right? And uh, and then the, the visuals of the tiles on the floor, like bathrooms when you're tripping are fucking crazy. So again, I don't know what's wrong. I've It's already been confirmed that was rosemary chocolate, not mushroom chocolate. And I'm freaking the fuck out. I also have like a client coming to see me in two hours. And anyway, I ended up like getting out of the bathroom. It, I was there in that bathtub drinking the fucking, you know, Zephyr Hills water. <laughs> and Anya, the girl who, who, who was staying with me after... Cause I had texted her too and she called me back and she was like, 
oh my God, I am so sorry, I forgot. How much did you eat? And I was like, the whole thing. She's like, that was for four people. So now I have this fear that I'm about to OD on fucking mushrooms. And you know when you, it, it was like three hours in, four hours in, and, and I just wanted it to end. And I remember trying to make it a fun experience. So I'm like looking for visual stuff on the TV, sitting there like curled up on my couch, like enjoy this trip, enjoy this trip. And it wouldn't work. And then, oh, my God, the client's coming. How do I cancel? And I remember trying to like text and I'm like. I'm going to send the wrong text so I can't text the client. And it was just like a fucking, it was a shit show. And that was like. Uh, that's a free lapse. Uh, that was so, it was the worst free lapse ever. It what was, was her worst, name? And it was like eight hours. Which one? Onion? Anya. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was fucking. I just want to make sure I didn't yeah. miss uh, hearing you. <clears throat> yeah. That sounds horrible. That was it the God. I literally got anxiety <clears throat> listening to you talk yeah. about that. Dude, you know, a little part of me was like, ah, that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, seeing sounds, uh, Wait, that sounds cool. I have a fucking story for you. Okay. Okay, dude. I was in halfway yeah. this time sober. Yeah, <laughs> and I like to eat canned smoked oysters. Disgusting. You know how they sell those oh, oysters out of a can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I told you this story? Yeah, you told me about All this. All right. So I love them. I eat them to this day. And Why? I, I, canned oysters? Yeah, How old are can, they? They're probably like five years. It doesn't matter. Forever. They're smoked, baby. These are apocalypse oysters. Dude, they can be antediluvian, baby. They can be biblical oysters, dog. Anti, is that <laughs> Before the flood. Before Moses. Um, or who's the guy that... Noah. Before the... Yeah, Noah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I eat them to this day. I love them. I crack open the can, salt them. They're really good. So I was in a three-quarter house, actually, and went to Walmart, bought a can of these oysters, you know, got my groceries, came home, and opened the can. And it's in, like, normally, like, a, an olive oil, which is, like, a yellowy, you know, and the smoked is, like, you know, a little bit brown or something. And I pulled this one oyster out, and I, like, looked at it through, and this, I looked at it, through like the light in the window mm. and it was like glowing like a neon green and i looked at it i'm like it's probably just the light popped it in my mouth what i ate <clears throat> i ate the whole can of oysters fucking radon dude <laughs> so i so i ate this this you know neon oyster and was it like that fish scale glisten or was it like actually glowing you know when you look at something at an angle and you can see like that rainbow effect the way I remember it was it was it like was radioactive green, <laughs> dude. So I eat the oysters and everything is fine. And I live out the rest of my day. It's fine. I go to sleep that night. <clears throat> and suddenly <laughs> I'm laying in the darkness in my bed asleep and my eyes like shoot awake. Like, <laughs> and I'm staring into the darkness and it was, and I feel the most terrible shooting knife stabbing pain right in the center of my stomach, like burning. Like I literally just got shanked by like a, by like a serrated fucking, and I feel it and I'm like, oh my, I'm paralyzed with pain. And I'm like, I'm gonna, about to have fucking diarrhea. So I hobble over to our shared bathroom. I lock the door. And it's one of those where I 
the poop doesn't come immediately. Mm. And so it's, so I'm laying on the, I'm, I'm Just sitting, sitting with my pants down and my head is resting on my knees. You right. know, have my like head on my knees. You're yeah. folded up. Yeah. And I'm f- getting the most intense pain I've ever experienced in my life, dude. And then, my vision starts swirling. Everything starts swirling. Mm. It's, like, it's like this whirlpool. I can't see straight. It's like spirals and spirals. And then my thoughts become warped. And, and, and in my head, I'm like convinced. I'm like, everyone else on the planet is also having this experience right what? now. What? Yeah, I don't know. I was like, I was like, so we're all experiencing this right now. And I'm here. Experiencing the whirlpool, the whirlpool or the intense the, stomach the whirlpool. pain. It, and it was like a, an anvil was being pressed down on my head. And, and I was like, no. And I said, everyone in the world is experiencing right th- this right now. And it cannot be any other way. It has to be that they are experiencing this right now. And, and I'm, I'm like gone. I'm, mm. I'm not in this reality and still in pain. And then suddenly it's just like, oh, <laughs> and I oh. fucking blast the most vicious volcanic oh, diarrhea, magical diarrhea feeling. out of my ass, dude. <laughs> and it just goes, it flows like no holding back. Like boom, emptied my bowels from stuff that had been in there from kindergarten. I just got the dude. Chills. Yeah. Uh, it was that beautiful, and I blasted, dude, and it and it it was like it was like brought me back to reality, and I was like there shitting, sitting, you know, and it was like everything is okay. It's like okay, this is fine. Blast, just boom, boom, and I get it all out, wipe up, and at this point, I've probably been on the toilet for like an hour, right? And when I get off the toilet, I can't like walk, and my feet are like asleep, <laughs> and and I and I'm but I like go. With my like feet asleep, they're like that ice cold, like uh, not even tingles. pins and needles, because pins and needles is when the That's feeling after. starts coming back. Right. Yeah. I was in the like they're just gone, and and I like go back and I'm laying in my bed, and like this like and then this like comforting, beautiful warmth returns to my legs, and they're like tingling and they're starting to feel like they're dancing, and I'm and I'm laying there in bed and I'm having these like the most beautiful ideas of like i'm like i should start painting oh i should write a book and it's and i'm telling stories like a book about a boy who's lost and he finds them and there's a dog in it and i'm feeling out these stories this beautiful art all types of different art i'm gonna be a painter and a, and a photographer and a writer i'm gonna write a play and i'm like lulled to sleep by these like beautiful <laughs> <laughs> thoughts of this like art my legs are like coming back dude to life. that's a fucking oh, white light experience and then and then i woke up the next morning and i was like that happened that happened to me so i tripped on an that's, oyster that's on like an a oyster. fucking big book white light the experience oyster did that to me that sounds like food it was poisoning. beautiful it was that feeling of after you trip mushrooms where you're feeling like really in touch with everything and you're like you know it's okay what do you think it was now that you're it was probably a near death experience food poisoning (laughs) what was the green did you research (laughs) it was rotten no i don't know i think it was a rotten oyster that gave me such severe neon green and then and then i think the pain like made me delusional like it made me trip you know how that happens did you think it was like a, a spiritual experience at any point a 
though it felt like this was like so a God spiritual. Thing, it, it felt so, like it. the trip parts felt spiritual. The and then laying in my bed, it felt like I was I was. It felt like God. I was a siphon. Yeah, and God was sending me these ideas. As it was you describe that, I just was visualizing like Bill W's hospital bed experience yeah. and this wind and white light. He was yeah. on Belladonna, so he was tripping himself. But yeah, and and I don't remember any of the ideas that I had just that they were so beautiful and comforting and you know wow and it sounds like because, ayahuasca well there's food poisoning yeah. and then there's like a spiritual awakening right <laughs> like everyone's had food poisoning that's never happened that's interesting yeah it was really weird I think it was like the, maybe I mean you know maybe it was some other weird thing. maybe maybe it was neon green because it was like it alien. was God it was alien no it was God I believe that. You're saying God is a neon green oyster? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Fucked up. <laughs> and when you eat him, you Better shit. Better than a fucking We can start a church right dude, now. Dude, and you know how like how ayahuasca makes you like void everything? You're like throwing up for 10 hours yeah, straight. Yeah. That's like what happened. It was like I was shitting out all of the sin. Yes. My past life. That is this, what I was. Ah, this sin. I shit it out. And I'm like a oh. baby. I'm like a baby laid down on a fresh petal, rose petals, you know, a, like in a beautiful lavender Dude, if field. if I ever ask you to do a step three lead, amazing. this is the story you tell. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Yeah. So that that was my free lap story. Yeah. That's a beautiful story. And an oyster. Yeah. Yeah. I love oysters. Mm. And you drank after that, right? <laughs> Dude, that morning I picked up heroin. <laughs> no. I didn't give me the phenomenon of craving, so add oysters to the list. Right. There we go. Fuck yeah, dude. I could see you with like a chain around your neck with like an oyster as the the cross. Dude, I love like just like the idea of oysters. Like, oh, they're why so not cool. real oysters. Like fresh I eat those oysters. too. Oh, I love those too. I, I don't know the idea of like canned oysters. Canned it just anything. sounds sick. Well, and I'm gross. I'm like, like a I'm like a and not healthy. To my core, I'm an oyster enjoyer. Like I don't care what medium the oyster is in, slurp that baby right out its shell, suck that baby neon green out of a can with a little bit of salt. Yeah. I just love oysters, dude. And I feel like they get me. The oysters get you. Yeah, they get me. They see me, and I see them. And I don't think we they have, have like eyes a spiritual connection. They don't have any Dude, facial come, features come at on, all, man. No, no, like spiritually. Oh, okay. They see me. Their vibration is tuned to your. Dude, like maybe I frequency. was an oyster in a past <laughs> life, like <laughs> because I I have a spiritual connection to oysters. I love and eating them, like but I appreciate father. them. Right. Yeah, my dude, like, my like great 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 grandfather was an oyster. I mean, maybe yeah. energy, dude. Yeah. 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 Rise, energy okay. transfers, dude. Yeah. Neon I green. I ate my kin, and it like oh, connected you to did something. Your great great grandfather yeah. was an artist and an oyster, <laughs> <laughs> making paintings on the he was a, sea floor. An oyster painter. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, fucking oysters, man. I love oysters, dude. Let's get some. Uber, eat, <laughs> Uber eats some oysters right now. Dude. And on that note, I think we should end it. Okay, I'm ready to go. Yeah. All right. Great podcast, guys. Anyway, thanks yeah. for listening. Hey. Check us out at dickcafepodcast.com. Yeah. At dickcafe on Instagram. No. And drop us a review. It's not, was, none of those links SoundCloud. work at leave, all. Leave us a Yelp. <laughs> we're on Yelp. No, we're, on, we're not on any of that. Find us on monster.com. Uh, I think, I think we can post this one.
There's some stuff that I said that needs to get cut. I said my full name. Right, but that's it. We'll just beep that out. And then it'll just do the beep after your name. I want to listen to it. Do you want to do an outro, like a real outro? We just did it. Just play the rap. Play the rap. You literally said links that are going nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) Dickcafe.com. That's a porn website. That doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lemon Party. Yeah, .org. <laughs> Meat spin. That that design you did with the dude in the hat, did you do that? Or did you find that on the internet? I did that. I drew it. I fucking love that. Yeah, that was And sick. that needs to be our, lo- our that was sick. logo. Like, it's incredible. Right. I'll put it on there. And is it an Indian guy or a tan white guy? Uh, I think He's Indian. I think it doesn't he's matter. Got, he's got a third eye and... Um, Dark circles around his eyes, so yeah, he's yeah. an Indian dude. Oh god, let's make him a little whiter. I like that it's like an Indian. I like that it's like ethnically ambiguous. Yeah, because it's yeah. like who cares? You're right. You're right. He's just our guy, dude. No, he's our it's, guy. it's incredible. He's he's your oyster. Uh, he's I oyster. could make him into an oyster. Can you? I just was put just a shell that, around yeah, his head. Can you make like an oyster thing? Yeah, dude. I want to get. I should get an oyster tattoo. Yeah. Um, fuck. Get get it on your like cheek. Like yeah. Gu- Gucci Mane, yeah. you know you how we got the ice cream cone. <laughs> yeah, get a oyster. Okay, I'm gonna I love you to guys. Watch. All right, thanks for listening. Bye, bye, Sarah. <laughs> bye, Pulled P's dad. She feelin' anxious to be out where it's dangerous So get the body chains, hit it especially I bang it Okay, Jamaican Spanglish, she mixed up in a language, eh, babe? Forward to the second edition Figures <laughs> given to this forward describe the fellowship as it was in 1955 Alright, that's, uh, that's amazing <laughs> It's my pleasure